the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Come on, quit whining about gas prices. I know, they went up 18 cents a gallon, I think it is, in the last two days. And we are over $4 a gallon in most places. But you need to stop complaining and stop worrying about it. Quit being selfish. That's what your Secretary of Energy says. And she's not only the Secretary of Energy, she's the winner of a very prestigious award. And now, it's time for The Jerk of the Week, starring John Steigerwald. That's right, that would be Jennifer Granholm. She was a governor for two terms in Michigan, but she also took part in a video where she sang about getting rid of fossil fuels. Here she is from a couple of days ago talking about energy prices going up. But the bottom line is that this president and this administration are looking at every single tool to shield American families from the impact of rising energy prices. And we're working through, we're working through an energy transition. And we've got to start by adding energy. And the reality is we have to take some time to get off of oil and gas. We recognize this. This is a transition. That's right, uh, a transition. What's today now, Friday? Maybe we can make that transition by, say, Tuesday. That'd be good. Then we could, you know, get uh, batteries into everybody's car by then, get a few thousand windmills put up in somebody else's backyard, of course. But seriously, is that what you want to hear from the Secretary of Energy when you're filling up your tank with $4 uh, a gallon gas? That's where we are right now. Of course, these are the same people who will tell you that men are women and women are men. They follow the science, you know, stick with them, even though only very few of them can ever say what Jennifer Granholm can say, which is that they won the Windows R Us Jerk of the Week Award. The Jerk of the Week is brought to you by Windows R Us, Pittsburgh's premier exterior replacement company. Expert repair and replacement for windows, roofs, siding, doors, gutters, and downspouts. Why pay double? Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. When we come back, we're going to talk about nuclear war. Kind of a serious subject. Uh, with a guy who's been working for several years on a model of what would happen if the U.S. went to war with Russia. Or to be more specific, if, the, if NATO went to war with Russia. He says uh, if NATO intervenes in Ukraine... We could find ourselves in one in one of those nuclear wars, and a billion people could die. And in our second half hour, why don't we ever see a dog attacking those smash-and-grab shoplifters we see in California, all those videos out there? And with the rise in crime, why don't more private citizens have them to guard their homes? We'll ask a guy who's been training guard dogs for 30 years. Stick around. When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwall. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero... Right now, get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate at windowsrustpittsburgh.com. Find them at the Pittsburgh Home Show going on now. You've tried the rest, now try the best. windowsrustpittsburgh.com. Attention. 
This is a special alert for all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an overpriced auto warranty or no warranty coverage at all. Due to the increase of new and used car prices, repair costs, and the price of gas, people are keeping their cars longer than ever, which is why CarShield is announcing a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on covered auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can save thousands for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. You could save thousands on future auto repairs. Our specialists are standing by for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-708-1855. Vehicle protection plan pricing is at an all-time low. Plus, drivers who purchase this coverage today will receive rental car options, free roadside assistance, and free towing. Call 800-708-1855 now for your free quick quote. That's 800-708-1855. What do you have to lose? Call 800-708-1855. Again, 800-708-1855. You've all heard it in the news, folks. Heating costs are surging through the roof. But right now, Eden Pure is offering an amazing discount on their Gen 40 heater. This 5-pound Gen 40 produces 50% more heat than the big box heaters that are 7 times its size. The Gen 40 superheater is efficient. It produces infrared heat using advanced micro-solid-state technology with built-in safety shots. Off, and it comes with a remote control for you. So for a limited time, the Eden Pure Gen 40 is $200 off the regular price. People all over the country are reporting massive savings on their heating bills. So keep warm and save money because right now it's the perfect time to buy more than one. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Use discount code RADIO20. That's RADIO20. And you'll get an additional $20 off. That's $220 total savings by going to EdenPureDeals.com right now. Use discount code RADIO20, that's RADIO20, and shipping is free. Are you wondering if this year you'll still be asking why it seems so easy for other people to find love, but so hard for me? If you're feeling the pain of being alone and are tired of everyone around you finding their soulmates and leaving you behind, then get ready to remove the barriers to finding the marriage of your dreams and start believing it's possible for you. Hi, I'm Jackie Dorman. Join me in my Married in 12 Months Challenge, where I'll teach you why now is your time to find love, what are the lies that are holding you back, why God wants you to be married, the biblical law of attraction, and the tools you need to become a bride. Listen, if you deeply desire to be married, but you're still single, you should be doing something about it. Sign up for my free Married in 12 Months 5-Day Challenge at lovestories.com. The only thing you have to lose is the pain of being alone on your journey. So join me at lovestories.com. That's lovestories.com. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, whether or not you should wear a mask or whether or not a man named Leah Thomas should be swimming uh, for the Penn women's team, swim team, and they don't seem like important issues when you're looking at the possibility of a nuclear war that could kill a billion people. Harry Kazianis is the director of defense studies at the Center for the National Interest in Washington. He's been studying the possibility of a nuclear war with Russia for a long time, and he joins us now. Harry, thanks for being here. Hey, John. Good to be with you. So you've been doing simulations of a NATO-Russia war for a while. So how are those simulations done and who's involved in creating them? Good question. Well, I'm not allowed to reveal too much due due to certain legal requirements. I will say, though, that a lot of former Trump officials, actually current officials that are in the Biden administration right now, have taken part in these simulations. Some of them are just old school tabletop exercises. Some are much more advanced that go over many days and are are computer simulated or will all be in the same room or sometimes even remote. But the bottom line is, is every simulation I've ever done when it comes to U.S., NATO, Russia war, the result is always the same. It ends up being a nuclear war. Uh, sometimes a billion people die. Sometimes it's 50 million people. But it, sadly, the result is always the same. When, when that war begins, trying to de-escalate it is almost impossible to stop. So what happened in the NATO-Russia simulation you did uh, back in 2019? Well, I, I covered this a little bit in the Federalist, as you might have saw, but basically what happens is, is that uh, a very similar situation starts in, in Ukraine. That Vladimir Putin, at least in this scenario, was trying to bring back all of the Russian speakers into the fold, which is something he said he's wanted to do for a long time, and he actually goes through with it. He does a little bit something different in this simulation. His military forces are a little bit more organized and a little bit more 
pronounced in, in Crimea and really tries to, to build its invasion through there instead of having a whole invasion throughout the whole country. Long story short, NATO ends up getting involved because a, a missile, an errant Russian missile, actually strikes Poland. It gets the Polish people very upset. And long story short, NATO gets involved, tries to impose a, a, a no-fly zone in the western part of the country, and all heck ends up breaking loose with the release of nuclear weapons. And uh, how, how could you explain how the simulation is done, how you arrive at that, in that, that scenario sure. and that conclusion? Sure. What we try to do in these scenarios is build in some, some escalators. So a lot of the things are computer-generated. Um, we will set up different things where if, if event X happens, Y will happen, and different people will feed in some of these sort of unknowns or black swans, if you will. So we won't know that we might be triggering a red line. And it's actually done that way on purpose. So this way it creates a lot of unpredictability, which it kind of mimics what human nature is, right? I mean, you never really know what your opponent is going to do. So this way we create a lot of ambiguity, a lot of red lines we might not be able to cross. And the scary thing is every time we've ever run this, uh, there's always been millions of people dead. In fact, I, I've done a scenario a few years ago where the computer almost broke because we hit 550 million dead in that scenario, and we had to actually up our estimates. And that's how we actually got to the billion the last time around. Well, and so, um, and, the, and the the computer is fed this information in these scenarios by people, as you say, who are basing uh, their uh, input on history and what they know from having dealt with Putin and dealt with NATO and dealt with other uh, international uh, scenarios. Exactly. And a lot of it's based on the fact that Vladimir Putin has told us many times what his thoughts and feelings are about nuclear weapons. The Russians have this whole doctrine. It's called escalate to de-escalate. And it goes basically something like this. The Russians know that they can't beat NATO in a conventional war. It's, it's impossible. NATO has, depending on how you quantify it, between two and three million troops, depending whether you count the reserves or not. I mean, the Russians are outmanned and outgunned. So in any sort of war between NATO and Russia, the Russians always end up using smaller tactical nuclear weapons to try to give themselves a little bit of an advantage and to get NATO to back off. Unfortunately, NATO is not going to back off in any of those situations and respond in kind. Of course, the Russians up their game and start attacking cities with nuclear weapons. NATO responds in kind. And this is why the situation in Ukraine is so dangerous. Any minor escalation on either side, any miscalculation, any misreading of intent could create that crisis. And that's why we all need to pay attention to the situation very carefully. And your simulation did have a limited uh, no-fly zone involved. And, and how does Russia respond to that? Well, the, the Russians were, were not too kind to that. In the simulation, what they actually did is they destroyed all of the airfields around in western Ukraine that they thought NATO was actually going to base their, their, a lot of their flights out of. But in the scenario, NATO was actually very clear to the Russians that they were not going to use those airfields, but instead the Russians attacked them anyway. And this is what actually creates that, that catalyst towards nuclear war that's so dangerous. What exactly is a tactical nuclear weapon as opposed to just a nuclear weapon? That's a great question. I mean, a lot of times we talk about nuclear weapons in something called megatons. I, I won't get too techy on you, but basically that's millions of tons of TNT. Those are, those are city killers, if you will. I mean, if you dropped one on Pittsburgh or, or, or Washington, D.C., it would basically vaporize either city. Uh, the smaller tactical nuclear weapon could be anything from one kiloton, say a thousand tons of TNT, to something like like 15,000 tons of TNT, like something that blew up Hiroshima. Uh, so they're smaller, easier to manage, easier to manage the fallout in those types of situations, um, but still can kill a lot of people. It's still a nuclear weapon. It's still a mushroom cloud, and it sets you on that path towards nuclear war. The Russians think that they could use them to, to get us to back off, and like I said, there's, there's, no, there's no NATO commander I've ever talked to that thinks that would actually happen. So Russia, uh, NATO is supposed to be a deterrent to Russian aggression, and it sounds to me like it, it has, uh, has the potential, or if it already hasn't, turned into a trigger to set Russia off to basically end the world instead of end their aggression. You know, this is the thing about security alliances. I mean, there's, there's a lot of times in history where they are a net benefit, they're positive, uh, they create a lot of stability. I mean, they certainly have in Western Europe. 
The, the challenge is, though, is the way Russia looks at it. Russia looks at NATO as an alliance that's built to fight them, and that's, that is against them. I mean, NATO has done everything it can through different partnerships to convince the Russians of that otherwise. However, the Russians look at it and they see a lot of their old sphere of influence from the Soviet Union just being eaten away, whether it's a lot of these Eastern European countries, the Baltics that have joined NATO. Um, you know, Russia, Russia feels like they're on the outside looking in. I don't think that's the right approach. I mean, Russia's done a lot of things over the last 25 years to, to create an image that it is an enemy. I mean, I, I can give you countless scenarios. I mean, what they did in Grozny, what they did in Chechnya, what they did in, in Crimea. I mean, you know, Russia isn't exactly, you know, on the side of public opinion, but they, they are terrified of NATO. That, that much is clear, whether that's right or that's wrong. Well, on, on this side of the Atlantic or on this side of Russia, to the east of, uh, I'm sorry, to the west of Russia, uh, if people look at NATO, they look at it like, well, that's a pretty good idea. We got this, uh, we got this, um, this gigantic country that has lots of power, including nuclear weapons, and we need to, uh, we need to uh, put up a line of defense against them trying to advance. Um, but is it, would it be unfair to take Russia's position and look at it from their viewpoint and say, hey, we're Russia, we're surrounded, and if you push us, we only have, if you push us to the point where the only thing we have left is a nuclear weapon, why would you blame us for using it? Don't push us. You know, there's absolutely nothing wrong from looking at something from your adversary's perspective. That is what gives you insight. That's what I think creates the best national security scholars. I think that's the right approach and the way to look at it. The challenge for the Russians, though, is that the, the Russians have not exactly endeared themselves to, to being sympathetic to NATO. I mean, I'll be honest, there was a time in the, in the late 1990s, early 2000s, when NATO was actually considering bringing Russia in. I mean, it wasn't, wasn't widely discussed. It was something more on the margins. But that was actually a possibility. And actually, it was Mikhail Gorbachev who, when the Soviet Union was starting to collapse, had the idea of maybe bringing the Soviet Union into NATO, you know, forecasting that maybe in the future this would be an alliance that would actually be taking on China and not necessarily NATO versus Russia. So, unfortunately, a lot of things have stopped to, to, to make that not possible wars in the Balkans, the, the war over Kosovo, uh, all different types of, of interventions by the United States. Nobody is perfect in this. There's, there's no, no party that is completely absolved from blame. But if, if you are going to really point to something, Russia has been very aggressive over the last 20, 25 years. Uh, they are butcherous in some of the wars that they have fought. Um, so, they, you know, you've got to look at it from Russia's eyes, but they are definitely not innocent. And, and just in the last few hours, I think... Um I think NATO just announced that there will be no uh, f uh, there won't be a no fly zone established. Uh, should uh, the world take that as good news? Yeah, John. I mean, look, it's we all want to see some sort of resolution when it comes to Ukraine. Nobody wants to see innocent people die. I think that's clear. But we have to be very cautious and not just do something for the, the sake of doing something, because that will make things worse. I mean, if there is a, a no-fly zone, the only way to enforce that is if Russian bombers, Russian planes or drones go to the sky, you warn them, they don't back off, you have to shoot them down. And that will create a war between the United States and, and Russia and NATO and Russia. And let me tell you something, that, is, that will take a situation in Ukraine, which is a tragedy, and turn it into a global holocaust with nuclear weapons. Nobody wants that. And we're talking to Harry Kazianis. He's the director of defense studies at the Center for the National Interest in Washington, and he's been doing simulations uh, involving the Russians and NATO and what would happen if uh, NATO went to war with Russia. And none of them turn out very good. Um, <laughs> they end up in nuclear war. So these these um, scenarios that you created uh, with your um, you know with this simulation, um, what's the time? What's the time frame? You say that it goes from the uh, NATO, just, just say NATO doing a uh, no-fly zone. Uh, how long does it take from that until nuclear bombs start falling? <laughs> well, most of them, to be honest with you, the average is about five to seven days for, for a nuclear war to start. Uh, in almost every scenario, usually the Russians are the aggressor, and they, they, they start first, and they invade, whether it's the Baltics or Ukraine or, or, in other cases, Moldova, depending on the situation. And in every scenario, 
Russia always ends up using tactical nuclear weapons within just a few days. Unfortunately, NATO feels pushed to respond in kind, and that's when, when general nuclear war happens. And, you know, like I said, in every scenario, millions of people are dead. Uh, I've had scenarios where, like I said, the computer literally breaks because the casualty counts. We didn't actually figure them into our algorithms. That's how high they were. And, and those casualty counts, you know, 500 million, a billion people, those are just the people that are dead in the in- initial waves of attacks. We don't even factor in the amount of radioactivity that would spread, the, the possibility of a nuclear winter where the actual skies are, are clouded up and sunshine can't get through and agricultural fails. I mean, this is how, this is the stakes we're talking about. You know, it's interesting. It was just a few weeks ago, a few months ago, excuse me, where the the, the five great powers of of the United Nations declared that there would never be a, a nuclear war that could be won. And now we're actually talking about nuclear war. That's, that's pretty sad. Yeah. And, um, uh, the people that you had uh, involved in this, you said over a hundred different participants, and every simulation you did ended up in nuclear war. And these people are working in government as we speak. They are. Some of them are in the Biden administration. Some of them were in the Trump administration. Quite a few were in the Obama administration. You know, it was a great group that that got to get together in different times. And I think all of them walked away from it pretty horrified in, in, in what we're actually facing. We've actually done these scenarios, too, with China as well. Now, those didn't always go nuclear, thank God. A lot of times cooler heads prevailed. But I, I think the, the important point is in all of this is that we sort of forget that the United States and a lot of countries have nuclear weapons. And we forget how horrific and the damage that they would cause. You know, we've been so focused on COVID-19, and, and rightly so, but I think we have to start coming back to some of these ideas about the weapons that we've created. And we've had them for, for, for decades now. We have to start understanding the damage that they can do and how they're spreading. I mean, let's be honest. The first nuclear detonation was in 1945. The technology is old. This is not, this is not cutting edge stuff anymore. A lot of countries can develop these weapons. So we need to think about that. And is it possible that Russia has done these same simulations? Oh, I know they have. I, 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 I can't get into it in too much detail, but I, I can tell you they have, absolutely, at the highest levels of government. So they, and do you think they came, or I'll ask you, do you know if they came to the same conclusion? Um, I have never participated with, with Russian experts, but I, I have been told indirectly that they've come to very similar conclusions. Uh, because, again, they're very, very knowledgeable about what their deficiencies are compared to NATO. And there's, there's just no way that they can take NATO on in a, in a heads-up matchup. I mean, look at the difficulties they're having in Ukraine right now. Uh, so there's no way that they would be able to take on a very sophisticated combined arms multi-domain war with NATO, you know, fighting them in cyber, space, sea, land. Uh, NATO is the greatest military force that has ever been created, regardless of some of the funding issues that Donald Trump and and Republicans have pointed out for decades now. They are still the best, and and Russia would not be able to defeat them. That's why it goes nuclear. But but Russia, um, for Russia, for this to happen, doesn't Russia just have to take um, uh, take the approach that well, we have a choice. We're either going to be overrun by NATO or we are uh, going to die and we're going to choose death because they can't survive. They can't win. Well, this is this is the scary thing about kind of what's happening right now to just to tie it all in. I mean, the, the, the danger here is, is that Vladimir Putin is boxed in, you know, whether we're talking about the situation in Ukraine, whether we're talking about a, you know, a, a general NATO war. What is Vladimir Putin's thinking? I mean, does does he think, I mean, you know, he's already made sort of vague threats when it comes to putting his forces on nuclear alert. I mean, that is a major sign that he's, you know, he's starting to feel boxed in and very, very desperate. And that's how, how actually the nuclear wars in some of these scenarios actually break out. And it's actually why I'm afraid the situation with Ukraine is so desperate. We're already starting to see that the Russians turn to the same tactics that they used in Syria. I mean, the world looked away at a lot of that, but you could pull up the footage in YouTube. They turned parts of Syria into ash, where there, there's literally nothing left. Cities that had 400, 500,000 people were just wiped off the earth. And they didn't need to use nuclear weapons for those type of things. So this is why the, the scenarios that are, that are out there with, with Ukraine right now are so dangerous. They don't even need to have nuclear weapons. The Russian military is dangerous enough as it is. Do these uh, scenarios all require Putin to be in charge? If he, if he yeah. disappears, does it change? 
Uh, you know, we've never gamed that one out, to be honest with you, if somebody assassinated Putin. But I have to be honest with you, there's really no magic general or, 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 or somebody who that right now who could step into the fold and sort of replace him. I mean, I got it. I mean, that seems like the, you know, the Goldilocks scenario, right? But that's no, never, never game that one out. Pretty scary stuff there, Harry. I uh, appreciate you coming on, and uh, uh, <laughs> let's hope they figure this out uh, short of nuclear war. That would be nice. I-, I appreciate you coming on the show. Hey, man, John. Thank you so much. Okay, that's Harry Kazianis, and he's the Director of Defense Studies at the Center for the National Interest in Washington. You can find his piece at Federalist, thefederalist.com. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Biden sharing the latest monthly jobs numbers. The president says the creation of 678,000 jobs in February is evidence that his plan to rebuild the economy is working. Over the course of my presidency, our economy has now created 7.4 million jobs. But he acknowledges that inflation remains a problem. I understand our top priority must be getting prices under control. In a hopeful sign, the latest jobs data suggests that COVID-19 is losing its grip on the economy. Greg Clugston, Washington. The Supreme Court reinstating the death sentence for Boston Marathon bomber Jahar Zanayev. The justices agreeing with the Biden administration's arguments that a federal appeals court was wrong to throw out the sentence of death a jury had imposed on Zanayev for his role in the marathon bombing. This is SRN News. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, If SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For a free quote, call 800-523-3771. That's 800-523-3771. 800-523-3771. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. As the left quickly dismantles the America we knew and loved, you're watching what happens when loony socialists get their hands on a little bit of power. They simply must ruin America while they still have the time. Yeah, well, fortunately, 2022 is the year of reckoning. This is the year we can take back what's right and true and just. This is the year to send the crazies back home and put the adults back in charge. This may be our last best hope to save this country. How can you help? Stick with us to learn how. We are the answer. SalemNewsChannel.com. AM 1250. The answer. Train up a child in the way they should go. Well, you know the rest. It's a calling you take very seriously as a Christian parent. And Trinity Christian School in Forest Hills seeks to honor your commitment by working together with parents to prepare students who are academically sound and spiritually ready to take their place in the world through a classical approach to education that helps build a faith from which they will never depart. Trinity Christian School, one of the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County at trinitychristian.net. Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about 100% drug-free relief factor. I've been taking relief factor for years now to help me deal with pain in my body. My wife takes it as well. The reason we tell everyone uh, we know about it is simple. We found it really works to help our bodies fight off the inflammation that causes aches and pains. Whether it's the pain of injuries you've sustained or just the natural pains from the mileage over the years, Relief Factor can help. I've never looked back. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it works for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only nineteen ninety-five. go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer that's relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF feel the difference am 1250 and fm 92.5 the answer wpgp pittsburgh a division of salem media group listen on the answer mobile app smart speakers tune in iheart or odyssey stuck in traffic we've got the answer 
No let up yet in all of the traffic volume on the parkway. East heavy delays inbound into the Squirrel Hill Tunnel and 2nd Avenue to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Solid outbound to the tunnel from Boulevard of the Allies on out. About a 10 or 11 minute delay. And the Parkway West continues to crawl along inbound Carnegie to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Over on Freeport Road at Delafield Avenue, see an accident. And northbound Freeport Road ramp to the Highland Park Bridge shut down for construction. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer, weather. Cloudy for tonight, low 29. Clouds and sunshine for Saturday, high 67. Tomorrow night, cloudy with a passing shower, late low 57. For Sunday, showers in the morning. Otherwise, clouds and sunshine, windy and warm with the high 71. Monday, periods of rain, heavy at times. Watch for flooding, a high 53. For AccuWeather, I'm Andy Robb. Do your pets have the same energy they used to? Do they have problems with itching, scratching, a dull coat, or goopy ears? Then your pets need Dinovite. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. For over 20 years, pet owners have trusted Dinovite to supplement their pet's diet. We started Dinovite and in our first box, we noticed a difference. Dinovite is an all-natural daily supplement made from whole foods that helps support your pet's immune system, digestion, skin, and coat. Within three weeks, he's not scratching and itching, and he's an all-around happier dog. Today's commercial pet foods are processed at high temperatures, which bakes out all the essential goodness. These processed foods can lack the essential vitamins, enzymes, and probiotics that contribute to overall good health. Adding a scoop of Dynavite to your pet's food bowl is the answer. If you love your pets as much as I do, you'll want to do what's best for them to live long, healthy, happy lives. I have two cats and two dogs. All four of them are on the Dynavite. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Hey. I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, I'm sure you've seen the videos of people shoplifting uh, right in front of employees in uh, stores, even jewelry stores, anything, convenience stores, drug stores, throwing stuff into duffel bags, walking out, nobody stopping them. Seems to happen mostly in California. Every time I see one, aside from wondering how it's gotten to that point, I wonder why the businesses, if they're not going to arm their employees, uh, don't use guard dogs. Seems like a a mean-looking German shepherd would stop these guys in their tracks. Bill Whited owns Whited Canine Services in Kent, Ohio. I figured he'd be a good guy to ask about this. Bill, thanks for coming on the show. Oh, it's a pleasure, my friend. So I'm just wondering if you have the same reaction when you've seen seen some of these videos I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, you're speaking my language, and... uh... I can't tell you how many people over the years that have gotten dogs from us or have had a good dog trained that tell me just the opposite, where they thwarted a, you know, a would-be robber or, or a mugging or something. Really, I have stories I could share with you. People, you know, hiking in the woods and someone jumped out, but they had their dog and it chased them away, you know. Well, Same I, thing in a store, you know. Yeah, I've, uh, I, I, people, uh, I've said it on Twitter many times. I did it today, and that's what made me look for someone like you to talk to because I saw another one. <laughs> Uh, where somebody was just filling a bag full of stuff and then walked out of it looked like a, a drugstore or something like that. Um, and um, but I also I mean, for the same thing I wonder why somebody doesn't come up and hit him in the back of the head with an aluminum baseball bat. I mean they just but but a dog it, it crosses my mind too. Yeah, but a dog gives you that visual deterrent. Yeah, uh, many times it avoids the conflict just by having the dog there. You know, and I have had few store owners over the years get a dog from me. And the dog is just there on the down or hanging out behind the counter. And the people that see it, normally it's friendly with the locals, but it knows when there's a stranger coming in. They're acting funny, just like a police canine. 
yeah. they might sense the danger. They might perk up, ears up. They might give a little woof, woof. <laughs> yeah. And then most of the time that just, just deters it, you know. But in a real-life confrontation, I would much rather have a dog than nothing. And, uh, and, um, and you know, it can't be used against you like a gun. So, I mean, I mean, I believe in everything. I, I think I've spoke before. I believe in God's dogs and guns. <laughs> but for me, a dog is just its your companion. It's your buddy. But it gives you that peace of mind to have that extra protection. The visual deterrent deters most things. You don't even know what's happening, but the bad guys, they don't want to deal with that. Yeah. So, no, I am definitely a proponent of it, and I've seen the results. I really have. I've been in business about 30 years doing this with, you know, personal protection dogs, we call them, or we've done police canines. Every year we do half a dozen police canines, too. That's like the whole nine yards, you know. But we just homeowners or business owners that have a good guard dog, and and uh, they, they always they, they praise them, you know. Yeah, what they've done. For well, my first thought is a, is a German Shepherd. Are they usually the first choice? Yeah, yeah, German Shepherd. Are they the best? We actually handle. I think it's pretty hard to beat a good German Shepherd. Yeah, across the board. I mean, now you could go to the Doberman. You know, a Rottweiler. There's even like the new dogs that people see. I mean, they've been around for hundreds of years, but the Malinois have been in movies. Now you got to be careful. Some of these dogs that have a lot of energy. You have to also dedicate a lot of time and training. But a German Shepherd across the board, even temperament for the family, home, business, where it's not over the top as far as energy, but it's definitely going to be a guard dog, is, is really hard to beat, really. So if I had a store that I wanted to protect, and you're, you're in Kent, Ohio, uh, yeah. where, by the way, I went to college, but, but uh, if, <laughs> if, I had mm-hmm. a, if I had a store, whether it's in Kent or Cleveland or Pittsburgh, whatever. It doesn't it, matter, yeah. yeah we, it, we, we send dogs out worldwide. We have... Uh, we have a, a Malinois, a German Shepherd, going to New Mexico this week, actually. We have a shipper coming in, picking the dogs up. going to drive out there about three days, spend a couple of days training the new owners and handlers how to handle them and train them and work with them. Yeah. So, yeah, we go out of state. You know, I mean, PA is not too far. I mean, I'm about a couple hours from Pittsburgh Airport if you're talking about locals, but yeah, we go yeah. crisscross the United States even. Well, um, uh, if I had a store that I wanted to protect, and, and, and I, by the way, and I do know I – I did some dog training myself. I took a course, mm-hmm. and uh, and I I know more about dog training than a good portion of the population. But I'm nowhere near gotcha. uh, in your stratosphere. But um, you know, I, I can teach them how to sit and stay and heal and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But we we're talking about being a guard dog. That's a much different thing. Um, but one thing that I did learn is that you are training the owner probably right. more than you're training the dog, or at least as every yeah. bit as much, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're talking about like selecting a dog, if you have a home and family and children, you might want to go with a puppy mm-hmm. and uh, get it from a qualified breeder. We are breeders of working type German Shepherds. You can raise them up with the children. You can always come back when they're four to eight months old and put them through training. We do that as well. It's called a, a board and trainer, a boot camp. We can do obedience. We can do protection work. Sometimes they naturally develop into enough for most people. You know, they, they, they look the part, they bark a little bit, but they're social with the neighbors. But the next level, just like someone who is trained, you know, to, to use a gun or, or martial artist, or that's going into a, a real guard dog, a real protection dog training. Now you need professional help, and we do that. We do private lessons. We do classes for your own dog if it, if it meets a grade, or we sell fully trained adult personal protection guard dogs. Well, if I had a store that I wanted to protect, um, how would I go about getting a trained dog, a guard dog from, from you, and how long would it take for this dog to be ready to guard my store and for me to be able to work with the dog and, mm-hmm. and me to be trained how to work well, with the dog. We're one of the largest suppliers in the United States. We actually have about 105 dogs we're working with right now. So like legitimately, if you wanted a dog, I would recommend giving me a call, have a conversation, come here in person. If you can, we could spend a few hours. I could probably show you 10 or 15 different options that might fit into a general profile of what you're describing. You know, if it's going to be a business security and live outside and come in, or if it's going to be going to home with you, with your family, there's certain dogs for certain allocations. So we would just have a good conversation. If you can make a trip here, come here in person. We'll show you dogs, meet them, give you demonstration, and uh, hopefully you might pick a dog, or we can, might pick a dog and keep it for another month or two and, say, train it, you know, customize it to your specifications. We can do that as well. But... And how, so it takes a total of how long? I mean, you got you you get a puppy that's you say four to eight months old. Well, you uh, get a puppy around eight weeks old, eight to twelve eight, weeks old, eight to twelve. Okay, and then you would come back for training around four to eight months old. Let it mature up a little bit, you yeah. know, socialize it, raise it with the children, do a little housebreaking, then come back for more formal obedience or even protection training. We start that in the like the, the middle age, four to eight months old, right in there. As far as like buying a fully trained dog, most of these dogs are going to be one to two years old already. 
Now these dogs are trained. Uh, they're not. They're not trained to kill, are they? They're just trained no, to, no. to stop. Or what, what would you call right. what they do? Well, like I mean, you want to have a conversation with me, so I really understand what you're looking for. Most people need a, a pretty good family dog visual deterrent that barks mm-hmm. and uh, shows some protection ability. Then the next level is okay if you're you have a dog with you and I step out hooded up and I raise my arm or yell at you, the dog's going to start barking and show presence. That's called an alert dog. Then the next phase is if I enter that six-foot area and I grab you, then the dog is allowed to engage. And that's a real deal protection dog, guard dog. That's a dog that is going to engage if someone grabs you, you know, and attacks you. That's going into the next level, and that's going to take some time, and that's going to take the right dog. And not, not every dog can do this, you know, and have the clear enough head to turn it off. You don't want the dog to be globally aggressive, or we're not looking for a, pe- a vicious dog, you know. Yeah. We get calls all the time, people like, oh, I want to donate this dog to a police canine because it's bit three people. I'm like, no, no, that's not what I'm looking for. I want, I want a dog that's very social, stable. Mm-hmm. He wants to protect, not just bite everybody, you know what I mean? Especially yeah. in a business environment, you want a dog just to be there. And if it really, really came down to it, then the dog would step up. And that we, that's, it takes a lot of training, a lot of man hours, dog hours. We do scenarios, we do mock break-ins, we... You know, we'll, we'll, we'll literally come in like we're breaking into the home or breaking into the business. We'll, we'll set the dog up and you up so you feel comfortable with what's happening and what if this happened, what to do. And you'll see the dog just kick into action just like, you know. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it is kind of like the movies, but it is just what it is. They're doing what they're bred for and raised for, and they love it, you know. Well, I'm a dog and this lover. And dog is social and yeah, and literally meet and greet people. And, I mean, I've been in business 30 years. Knock on wood, I've never had an inappropriate bite. I've never been sued, you know, thankfully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think we have about 5,000 canine teams out there. So over the years, we've done a lot. And I have three children. My dogs have always been raised in my home. And uh, over the 30 years in business, I mean, I'm going on 50, but uh, I've had two altercations, real life on myself, where if I wouldn't have had a dog, I would have had a problem. I had a guy, when I first moved into a property about 20 years ago, I'll tell you a quick story, and I stepped out of my garage, and he tried to sucker punch me and I just had just enough wherewithal all to pull back. But my dog jumped over me and was right next to me and engaged, snapped at him. He fell down on the ground. He didn't realize I had a dog with me. And then he skedaddled out of here and I called the police. And I mean, it was just one of those things where if I wouldn't have the dog, he would have kept coming. Cause I wasn't expecting this guy to try to rob me, you know? Yeah. Well, and he booked and it was over. And I thank God I had the dog. Cause my dog stepped up before I could, you know. Yeah, that, that that's what I was wondering about, though. You you are a dog trainer, and you uh, obviously know how to control the dog and mm-hmm. uh, know how to react to the dog's reactions. Right, uh, and we teach you that. We show you that. Yeah, you know? but how, how long before you feel confident that I'm going to be able to control that dog, that if he does go after somebody, I'm going to be able to stop him, pull him off, you know, well, get, get him to back off? Dog- it is kind of a way of life, and it, it takes a lot of training to get to that point. But as far as handling, uh, that's that's where we work together with you. Everybody's different. Some people can have an hour or two, maybe a couple of sessions together, and they feel pretty confident because they have like some experience like yourself. You're a dog guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. You have experience. And then other people, it's, it's, it's totally uh, a new walk in the park, and it's, then we just take as much time as you need. You know, we do unlimited training with the dog we sell. If you can come here, we'll train, we'll work with you. We'll make sure. I even have a two-year guarantee. If it's not the right dog, we'll swap it out for something else. I've had some people spend good amount of money, and it just wasn't the right deal. And they came back, and we decided, okay, let's give them a refund and start with a puppy and go that route. You know, sometimes things happen. And it's just not, you know, not the right fit. So we're gonna we're gonna try to make the right fit in the beginning, but we also are there if it, for some reason it's just not working out for you. Talking to Bill Whited, he owns Whited Canine Services in Ken, Ohio, and so this. Um this video that I saw today that got me to give you a call, the shoplifter's in the store. He does it, he's mm-hmm. doing a um, well. In this case, he's just he's emptying shelves and he's throwing stuff in yeah. a duffel bag. And the two employees are standing there watching him. And yeah. and then there's a guy, a customer, says something to this guy about, "Hey, uh, I don't think you're supposed to be doing that." And the guy grabs a couple of bananas mm-hmm. and throws them at the guy and hits him in the face. And then the guy throws the bananas back at him. It's got pretty ridiculous. At what right. point in that scenario that I just described does the dog enter, and what happens? Well, you know, I can't answer all of the legalities, but I know yeah. if I had a dog there, the guy probably wouldn't have grabbed the bananas in the first right, place. Right. But right off the bat, my dog is going to step up and look strong. It's going to bark. And I'll tell you, 90% of it is going to stop right there. The person's going to see the dog means business. It's just like, okay, that guy threw a banana back, but what if the guy was, you know, 
six foot, 300 pounds, and look like he could stomp him, he probably wouldn't have thrown a banana at the guy, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if I have a German Shepherd with teeth going, ah, you know, yeah. get away from my owner, I'm telling you, you'd, you'd be a, it, most people aren't going to engage with a dog where they would engage with a person. So but if it came right down to it, I wouldn't stick the dog on the guy for throwing a banana at me. I'd wait until the guy literally came at me like he was really swinging or coming at me. Then it's a different story. But I want to know? stop him from getting out of the store with his bag full of stuff, and I want to make sure that uh, he's held there till the cops come to get him. What happens then? Yeah, we well, we do have dogs that will start barking, and sometimes it's funny. They'll herd a person into a, a, a wall or corner, just like a shepherd might herd a sheep or a cow, and they'll yeah. start barking and hold them at bay. And many people just freeze up the dog's barking. The dog, we actually teach a command called hold and bark or uh, stellen for bellen where the dog is barking and holding someone at bay. And uh, then we, you know, don't turn your back on the bad guy, but if you got a cell phone, call the police. You know, you don't want to engage. You don't have to let the dog be in between you and the bad guy. If the guy grabs a weapon or comes at you, the dog is allowed to engage. Then that's a different story. But it, before that, it's just barking in presence and visual deterrent. But 90% of it stops from that. Well, what does the law say about, about ordering a dog to attack someone who's obviously committing a you know, crime? And I'm not talking about it, someone who's, who's physically attacking right. you, but stealing your stuff. Well, I can't answer all that, quite yeah. honestly. I'm not an attorney. But yeah. there's an old saying, I'd rather be uh, tried by 12 and carried by 6. So I still, <laughs> in my mind, I carry that around like it's yeah. your stone. Yeah. That's me personally, you know. Um, but you could be sued for anything. You, you could be sued for the guy throwing a banana at you and you throwing it back at him. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. You know, because the banana yeah. gives me personal, mental, whatever, you know what I mean? It, it poked me in the eyeball. Um, you're allowed to defend yourself every area of certain laws. There's castle law. People are allowed to carry a person, like a weapon, a gun. You know, I have a CCW here. You want to check with some of your own gu- local guidelines, but I still would rather have the dog. I'd rather have that secondary protection just in case. And, um, then, you know, it's just, you got to kind of leave some things in God's hands, but I'd much rather have that dog. One, one person told me dogs fall backwards as God, and I don't know, I hold true to that. <laughs> so, <laughs> I depend on my dogs as much as I depend on God sometimes. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, the, uh, if, you, if you're if you in a store, uh, does the dog, is it best to have the dog sitting behind the counter there with you and very visible? Uh, I've and, had both. I have some people that literally walk around with the dog right with them. depends on your environment. Uh-huh. You, know, you don't want to intimidate customers, but... Most time the dogs, like I have a pet store guy, I have a local uh, clerk here in a, like a gas station type store, 7-Eleven. His dog is behind the counter, and he's had people come in, the dog literally he was trained to jump on top of the counter, over the counter. <laughs> and uh, we've done scenarios like that, and he hasn't been robbed. Ever since he's had a dog for five years, he's never been robbed since. So the dog is somehow doing it, you know? Yeah. And he's also not had a bite. He's not had a bite. Now, I have other people, like I got one guy who has a dog in a pet store, and the dog walks with him, because he's at a pet store as well. But just having that dog there, he walks around, he tells it in commands in German, he'll sit down, come, and it's very impressive. And that just throws that, it's almost like walking around a police canine. You know, now the locals yeah. know that that's his dog. And it's, you know, they'll, they'll, he has, I'm sure the dog loves a lot of people, but the dog is looking for that bad guy coming in, acting funny, acting strange. He's looking for a scenario, someone who shouldn't be there, you know. Yeah. But well, you have to also use contact yourself. You are a human. You're the owner. You're, yeah. the, you're the handler. So you just don't want to have an un- unruly dog either. So you got to keep up on your obedience or socialization. There's a responsibility. You know, it's not a it's not a free for all. Well, Bill, I, I think more people ought to take advantage of your service. How can they? Uh, if someone wants to uh, get a guard dog, either for their business or for their for home, uh, how do they get a hold of you? Well, I appreciate that, sir. Uh, well, I mean, we have a website. Simply, they can look up WK9S.com, just those four letters, a, a number. So WK, the number 9S.com, or you can call us directly. Uh, our phone number is 330-352-7779. That's 330-352-7779. And we're right here in Ken, Ohio, 66 Thomas Road, right, one mile off of the highway. We're easy to find. And, um, yeah, feel free to contact us. We'd love to entertain anybody who wants to explore the the option, you know. Well, good luck. You're you're doing good work there, Bill, and maybe I'll call you again when another one of these scenarios comes up. I appreciate it. Love to hear from you. All right, my friend. Have a good one. Thank you. That's that's Bill Whited, Whited Canine Services in Kent. We'll be back. Hi, friends. This is Katie Pavlich from townhall.com. The liberal media and big tech are working overtime to promote the left's anti-American agenda to silence me and the reporters on our team at Town Hall. We must bring the truth to the American people free from the spin of big media and the censorship of big tech companies. 
Town Hall covers the news that matters, exposing the COVID lies, the leftist rot and crime surge in our cities, the illegal alien crisis at our southern border, and all of Joe Biden's unconstitutional overreach, including the critical race theory attacks on our children and grandchildren by school boards working with the Department of Justice. Visit townhall.com each morning, afternoon, and night for the truth as my team investigates the Biden administration, their big media friends, and leftist activists. With your support, we can keep holding government bureaucrats and their allies in the media accountable. Visit townhall.com today to join the fight. The fight for our nation starts with townhall.com. Where can you find a high-quality, locally hand-built mattress at a factory direct value? Only here at the Original Mattress Factory. Our factory direct business model allows us to provide a better quality mattress at a better price when compared to mainstream mattress brands. That's because we manufacture our mattresses in our local factories and sell them directly to you, eliminating the middleman markup and saving you money. And we can provide fast local delivery as well as pickup seven days a week at our factory location. Visit an original mattress factory location near you. Did you know that when you buy a mattress from a retail store, that mattress is being sold for the second time? What do I mean? Well, the manufacturer sells the mattress to the retailer, who in turn sells it to you with costs and markups for both parties. This is Greg Truszynski, and at the Original Mattress Factory, we have our own factory right here at our store. So the mattress you buy is being sold for the first and only time. That's why our prices are hundreds less than the mainstream brands. Visit OriginalMattress.com to learn more. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. So, uh, I'm a dog guy. I've, I've mentioned it here a few times. And when I talk to a guy like uh, Bill, I, I just, um, as much as I like doing this, I'd rather be training dogs right now. That'd be my number one choice. Uh, but, and I did it. When I retired from, uh, when I left KDKA TV, uh, my plan was to uh, train dogs. And that's why I took the course. But, um, it, and I did train some, and I got paid for it. So I became a professional dog trainer. But um, I just, it became a problem for me because I don't have property. Uh, where I can bring the dog. To, I, I live in a townhouse, and I don't have a big yard with a fence, and you have to you have to be able to let the dog go out in the backyard to train him. Uh, you can't do it inside, and you, and you really, I had trouble going into people's homes. I felt uncomfortable going into a, a home with a, just a woman being there at home, and I come in to train her dog. I just, anyway, it didn't work out for me. But uh, when I did take the course, I learned so much about dogs and so much about training dogs, and one of the curses that comes with learning how to do that is watching people do everything wrong with their dog, which is what I did. I've had a zillion dogs, and I did just about everything wrong when I was trying to get them to do what I want them to do. I was actually causing them to do the opposite of what I wanted to do. So if you have a dog, get a trainer. It'll save you a lot of trouble over the life of the dog. Talk to you on Monday. John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.